all-American hash browns, pure beef patty, lettuce, tomatoes, This is Singles Going Steady, the podcast dedicated to exploring great singles with a particular eye to the punk, new wave, and DIY eras of the last century. I'm Steve McGowan. And I'm Adrienne Madoc. We are in a band, The Beat People, who released a single in 1986 on our own label, Zub Records. But we're also record collectors and are passionate especially about the expression of pop music perfection that is the single recording. Exploring the mystery of what makes for a great single is what propelled us to begin this podcast. All right, we're up to episode 017. Ooh, and who are we... uh, Going single with, going steady with. <laughs> I was single, single. Single and steady. <laughs> yeah. This is one of my favorite singles ever. Um, number 017 is going to cover the unbelievable band Mission of Burma from Boston and their single on Ace of Hearts Records, Academy Fight Song with oh. Max Ernst on the B-side. This is a popular favorite. Yes, this is very big in the uh, Adrian and Steve world. Um, Mission of Burma, a Boston band, there are... Known as a art slash punk band, um, Roger Miller, the guitar player, is from Detroit, and he studied piano. Um, he knows his uh, classical piano inside and out. Uh, he studied uh, people like John Cage and things like that. Um, Clint Conley, the bass player, monster bass player, great pop songwriter. And then you've got uh, on the drums Peter Prescott, who's just a crazy, crazy ass drummer. Blown Stack. Yes, the Blown Stack. Absolutely. So um, this was 1980, Ace of Hearts, AHS 104, one of their earliest singles. We had talked about Ace of Hearts record in a previous podcast about the Neats. Um, Mission of Burma is one of those bands that. they didn't put out a lot in their first incarnation. They put out two singles, an EP, and a, just an amazing um, record. And then they broke up. And after they broke up, they put out a live record. And um, that kind of, uh, listening to that live record, it had a cover from the Stooges. It had 1970 from the Stooges. It also had 30 Seconds Over Tokyo by Peri Ubu. So through this band, I was able to, you know, reverse osmosis. I already knew about the Stooges, but, you know, really get into it a little bit more. And, and especially Peri Ubu, who we'll talk about in a future podcast. And some of their early singles were just amazing. Uh, so they, they led the way. And um, I think we're going to go right ahead and just listen to Academy Fight Song. We, uh, have, we have some stories about it. So all right. we'll get into it after we hear it. Listen right? for stories later. Yes. So we're going to listen to a little bit of Academy Fight Song, Mission to Burma, 1980, Boston.
So who was singing there? Okay, on that one, that was a Clint Conley song uh, as um, the bass player. Uh, Roger Miller called him the pop monolith. <laughs> that was yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. That's the that's Burma's pop. <laughs> yes, carnation. So uh, uh, this music is just super influential on me personally, and I think on Adrian as well. It, it's just the kind of music that really. It makes me want to jump up and down on the couch, to be honest. And uh, it's the perfect melding of, you know, punk and weirdness. And uh, we in the Beef People, one of our, our big songs was That's When I Reach For My Revolver, which is a Mission to Burma song, a pretty famous one. And we would almost always end our sets with that one. That was kind of our, one of our signature songs. And uh, we would play in... Um, in Athens quite a bit because our keyboard player Ken was going to UGA and he had the hookup. <laughs> of course, like in, in when you play in Athens, you play the 40 watt because every club has 40 watt as part of its moniker. Right. And one time we were playing what was known as the old 40 watt, right. yes. which was a hole in the wall storefront mm-hmm. that right. had a, um, a refrigerator that was like a home refrigerator that they sell beer out of. <laughs> yes, those are the days. And and this was really just like a concrete room. Yeah, we we, we would do. It, Athens was very funny because we would play and we play with somebody like the Squalls or somebody, and and there'd be a huge crowd and they'd love us. And then we'd go right back two weeks later and there'd be nobody there. You know, there, it was, it was hard. Well, to, I mean, obviously they were there for the Squalls, right, but, yeah. but you know, the, the point of opening is yes. you know, here's a taste of us. <laughs> right, but, right. And people would always like us. Yay, we like you, mm-hmm. but we're not coming back. 
We did have um, a certain group that used to come see us quite a bit, and uh, that would be Michael Stipe and his uh, retinue. And uh, we were playing one night, and I think it was at that place you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, and, yes. and we had like the people that came in the van with us, right? Right, and maybe and, two or three paid covers, yeah. and then Michael and his friends, and, and yeah, and they came mm-hmm. in, and of course um, heard us play. Yes, mm-hmm. um, Revolver, right. And, and he started yelling. Yeah, calling out for um, Academy Fight Academy Song. Academy Fight Song, which at the time we didn't know. I don't right. know if we ever added that to the record. Yeah, we did. We did. Okay, we actually okay. learned it for the next time because I think he was there the, the next time we played, and, and we played it for him. So Michael Stipe taught us Academy Fight Song. Thank you, Michael. <laughs> I taught us we needed to learn it. How's so, that? Yeah. We didn't do a particularly great cover of it, but we, we played it. And uh, um, so, you know. Burma is just just the thing. Um, again, we talked about Ace of Hearts Records, uh, Rick Hart's label. Um, he was behind them. This is a great looking single. It's got a cool cover. Uh, it's well recorded. Um, we are going to um, play the B side in a second. One of the stories involving REM, though, um, we got to know later. Um, pretty much all the guys in the band except Clint. Um, Roger uh, went solo, and we we booked him when we were booking bands. Yeah, he was touring with um, mm-hmm. with a, a prepared piano. Yes, it was amazing. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, taking a page out of mm-hmm. from from Cage, yeah, absolutely, um, and playing uh, prepared piano. Yeah. We booked a really interesting show at the Greenville Art Museum mm-hmm. in South Carolina um, because they they definitely had their their. Um, I mean, this was art rock. Yes. Um, not punk. It was art. <laughs> art rock in, in, not in an insufferable way. No, no. <laughs> and because of that, the art museum was interested, or mm-hmm. we at least talked our way into them being right. interested. Convinced them. And, and um, played inside the museum, which is a big concrete mm-hmm. bunker. And um, Brought Roger, all our friends' bands along, too. Right, right. And Roger <laughs> played, and uh, we showed the film um, The 5,000 Fingers of Dr. T, which yes. has... Art by um, Dali. Yeah, Dali. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, it's Dr. Seuss' story. I'm yes, to I, I believe that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, yeah, it, but it, it is a great film. So mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe that's my recommendation early mm-hmm. is to see the Five Thousand Fingers of Dr. T, which is about a child being tormented right. by Dr. T, his piano teacher. And later on, we booked um, both uh, the, the the post Mission of Burma band Bird Songs of the Mesozoic. We we booked them, and we booked and, Roger, and we booked the Volcano Sons, Peter's band. And um, Bird Songs uh, was it Martin Swope? In yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So he was the later edition right, after the, the sound single. Man, yeah, he wasn't listed on the single, but the sound man in oh, Mission the single of Burma, of Academy Fight right. Song. The sound man in Mission of Burma was actually considered a full member. He would do a lot of things with tape manipulations and loops and and uh, yeah. This you know. is back when that wasn't easy to do. When no. it was actually <laughs> loops of tape right. and not something you pressed on your right. laptop. Exactly. There were no laptops, so. Uh, well, when you sat down and put you know, your legs were in front of you, that made a lap that you could place things on top of. It was kind of primitive. The old days, kids. Yes, that's right. So anyway, Roger was telling us um, that uh, R.E.M. was going to record this song, Academy Fight Song, and put it on one of their records. And he was hopeful because it kind of meant that they might see a little bit of, of cash. You right, know? because um, you know one of the few... Um, 
protected figures in the world of, of uh, music is the songwriter. Right. Um, songwriters are are paid. Um, a mechanical license fee uh, whenever their song is covered and that is based upon the number of uh, pressings mm-hmm. back in the old days with records so you know, it made a difference if you had someone that was a going to make a million records or going to make a hundred thousand records or going to make a thousand mm-hmm. records because you get paid based upon right you know the, the, the and number rem of would have sold quite a few records right they would have been closer mm-hmm. you know at yeah. least half a million if yes. not a million back so in- that's a payday and but but as roger was telling us the story we found out that there was another band uh, called miracle legion that actually went ahead and recorded the song before rem so rem decided not to do it so there went, you know, your um, the money just you yeah, know. new car payment right. to um, you know new uh, pine uh, pine scented air freshener for your car payment <laughs> exactly. So uh, anyway, enough about that. We want to talk about the B side of the, the single. Uh, it's called Max Ernst, and believe it or not, it's about the uh, painter Max Ernst. And uh, how many um, bands do you know that will? throw out something like that and uh, it is like a little this is a roger miller song and it's like a little symphony and we're going to listen to a little bit of it right now okay max ernst mission of burma
I guess you can hear from the song <laughs> that Max Ernst was a, a painter of the Dada movement. Yes, it's, um, it's right there. I, at least at one point. Um, and surrealism is one of those phrases that gets thrown around in a very um, sloppy way. But mm-hmm. this is surrealism, uh, both Dada and, and later sort of evolving into surrealism, uh, where you have mm-hmm. fantastic images that are not found in nature. Um and so Max Ernst had a long career, had an interesting career, um, both in um, Europe and in the United States. And uh, had a son he, named Jimmy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Ernst, who also was a, a painter. Yes. Um, so I've been reading a little bit about Max Ernst uh, when we picked this single to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a much married man. Yes. Including, there, I, I was really excited to read about how he was in a double ceremony where with Man Ray. And I thought, yeah. oh, wow, wow, that's really progressive. He married Man Ray. He did not marry <laughs> no. Man Ray. But uh, Man Ray was the other groom. That sounds pretty surreal. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Well, who knows? Maybe the four of them were united yeah. in yeah. some sort of quadruple right. union. You know, it was surrealism kind of dada coupling but um so again just a crazy song um all over the place but still a little pop background burma just rocks it i mean it's just they're an amazing amazing band um i've always emulated their sound and and the their songwriting so that's something I've always aspired to do and, and never quite got there. But um, just a great band. And they broke up. Um, I was lucky enough to see them just before they broke up. Um, I was in Atlanta uh, at the Fox watching Devo on the new Traditionalist tour. And after the Devo show, we went around the corner to the 688, and Burma was playing. And it was right near the end. Roger had tinnitus. Tinnitus, excuse me. And... Uh, he was wearing those big orange like muffs that you would wear if you were like, you know, par- parking air, air, in airplane a jet. traffic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and he had a full Marshall stack, and uh, it was one of the loudest shows I've ever seen. It was so loud; it, re- it honestly gave me a headache. And uh, I was impressed, but sort of terrified at the same time. We, we, after having seen a rock show, talk about an aspirational yeah, goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was like, these guys are scaring me. Um, I was lucky enough. They got back together in the in the early '90s, and they played in Boston. And I actually traveled up there to see my friend and uh, go to the Paradise and, and catch the reunion shows. And they were just fantastic. They really they they still put it back together, and they're playing now, and they're still putting out records, and and they're just as good as they've always been. Um, you never got a chance to see them, did you? In the in the early days, not in the early yeah. days, mm-hmm. right? But. Um, Luckily, we booked almost all of them. So right, I've seen them in, in parts, yes. except for Clint in parts. Right, exactly. So um, and yeah, Bird Songs put on great shows. Bird Songs was amazing, and I think we'll talk about them okay. in another another podcast as well, as well as the Volcano Sons, who put out some stunningly weird and fun singles. Um, I don't know. I would have loved to have hear REM cover this song, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah particularly because there was great affection for, yes. the, for the song. I know. They, they, they really liked it. And uh, 
Max Ernst, I would have liked to hear heard Gang of Four do. You know, and, and one of the things we found when we were doing research on some of these singles was, you know, particularly back in the 60s, mm-hmm. People covered the same song multiple times, yes, right? So, at the same time. And, at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't this sort of um, mm-hmm. daintiness right. about... You did it, now I know, can't do I, it. Yeah. Now I can never cover right, the... You know. Right, right. Um, so maybe you know, just sort of freeing people mm-hmm. to play a song that you like because yeah, you like it, mm-hmm. not because you're mm-hmm. some great explorer that has right. uncovered a nugget that nobody else yes. can, you know, can, can yeah, get there first. In the internet age, there are real, no, no, no real nuggets left, I don't think. True. <laughs> Do you have a recommendation this week? Well, I kind of embedded one earlier yes. and, and sort of related would be, um, to, to take advantage of going to small art museums. Mm. Um, we had Max Ernst at the campus um, uh, Ackland Art Museum at UNC. And, you know, usually when, when you find uh, small collections, there's usually going to be a, a real bright light, mm-hmm. um, a, a few really notable works. Um, and, and also, it, there, there are things that are just beautiful to see, wonderful, yes. interesting work. It's, it's interesting to see sort of how there's interpre- interpretations of movements. You, you, did, know, you did go to the Max level. Ernst? Pardon? Did you go to the Max Ernst? Uh, it was in the permanent collection. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. there was a single. Was I, single I just book. love his stuff. I really do. But I haven't seen like yeah. a retrospective. Right, or, right. Um, I would recommend um, this week um, staying on the Mission of Burma tip. Um, the record they put out before they broke up called Versus on Ace of Hearts record. It's just uh, one of my probably top five albums ever. It's a, it's, it's definitely an art punk record, and it's um, uh, everything I think that's good about that period of music. Top um, five records were getting dangerously close to I high know, fidelity. I know. It really is. I know. I'm going to have to... Um, re reorganize them autobiographically the way the way this is going, but I do love the record verses by Mission to Burma, and um, there are a couple of compilations available where you can get these singles, and uh, a lot of the stuff. Uh, Ryko Disc put out a great one with all the Mission to Burma stuff on it, and they're still putting out records, so watch for them. Um, well, that's all I've got this week. What about you, Adrian? I think that does it. Okay, Mission to Burma. Academy fight song, Max Ernst. Stupendous single. We love it. 1980. And uh, we will talk to you next time. Thank you very much. See you then. To learn more about the artists and recordings we just talked about, visit our website at zubrecords.com and click on the Singles Going Steady icon. You'll also find links to the persons, places, and things we recommend, and much more. You can find episodes of Singles Going Steady on our website or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Singles Going Steady is brought to you by the power and majesty of Zub Records. Zub Zub Records. Records. Smart Smart sounds for sharp sharp people. people.